This story has been recorded at an Addictive Eaters Anonymous meeting in New Zealand. You can email us at contact at aeanz.org. My name is Esther and I'm an Addictive Eater. For me, I can remember right back to my childhood having the craving and I wouldn't have known what it was then, but um, you know, it would start with a little thought in my mind, like I'd think of something that was in the cupboard that I wasn't allowed in the pantry. And um, I would wait till there was no one around. The thought wouldn't leave me alone, basically, until I did went and got whatever it was. And so I'd sneak around and wait till there was no one around and go into the pantry and I'd think, I'm only gonna have one and no one will ever know. And, um, but I couldn't stop at one. I never could, you know, I would eat more than that. I'd eat so much that it would be really obvious that someone had eaten it. And then I'd be in fear that I was gonna get caught. Um, you know, scared of what would happen. And, um, you know, I usually did get caught. And then my mother would come to me, she always came to me and said, you know, did you eat this? And I would not be able to say yes, I would say no. And I would be bright red, so she'd know I was lying. And then I would get in worse trouble because I lied. Um, you know, if I had been honest, I wouldn't have got into trouble. And that was, um, I felt quite ashamed of that. And just things like stealing, we were, we were on a camping trip and my parents had bought a bag of sweets to have in the car. You know, they used to do it to, I think, when we were on long car trips just to get through, you know, with three children. And they would be in the car for most of the holiday because we would be at the camping ground and we wouldn't be in the car very much. And I would have to wait until um, the coast was clear, steal the car keys, go into the car, get a mouthful of these sweets and find just quiet place to sit and eat them. And that was my holiday, you know, I was trying to get those keys. Um, and, f you know, that just, I just remember um, feeling quite, um, I, I never seemed to be able to get along with the other kids at school and I used to feel quite sorry for myself. And I would come home from school and that food would make me feel a lot better, you know, just start eating. So for me that went on it wasn't obvious from the outside that I had a problem until I was a teenager and I started to put on weight. And it, I, I didn't even notice for quite a while that that was the case. And then one day I saw a photo of myself and I was really shocked at what I saw. You know, I was, I was big and I had no idea that I was. And um, I was in my school uniform, it was just a photo of me. and. Um, Around that time I started to, because I'd always played netball, but I used to come home from netball practice, you know, 7.30 at night, and everyone else would have eaten dinner, and I would be able to not eat dinner that night. And that was the first time in my life that I would ever consider skipping a meal. You know, I didn't, I, for most of my life I didn't understand that. I was like, you know, why would you? Even when, it, even when we'd be, you know, had a huge... Christmas lunch or something like that, I would still want dinner. 
anyway so I started to find the exercise helped me to not eat um, and I start and also I thought well I'll lose weight and so you know I kind of dabbled a little bit in that as a teenager it wasn't it wasn't huge what I did but I kind of was always going up and down basically as a teenager and then um, I went to live overseas and I was an exchange student and um, when I was 17 and the first half of that year I was just eating it was terrible because they had um, very cheap confectionery there and, and this family used to just buy they had a cupboard full of it and it was you know you could help yourself basically but it was really weird because even though I was absolutely free to eat as much as I wanted to I still hid it and I still you know was sneaky and I was still you know um, very secretive about my eating and I put on weight and um, I was probably the biggest I've ever been when I was 17 and then um, the second half of the year was in the middle of the year I started to eat lots of fruit and vegetables and you know do exercise again lots of biking lots of playing soccer and lots of eating you know a lot more healthily and I you know and then I started to lose weight and that was kind of the passion for me but then what happened was I went to greater extremes basically the disease kept on getting worse so um, and the periods when I was eating, it seemed to, I seen the quantities got more. And then in the periods when I was not eating, I found that for me, I'm just not someone who can do a diet out of a magazine. That's just, I just have never been able to do that. Um, I am someone who, if I want to not eat, I just have to not start. So I would basically um, just not start eating as long as I could I would put it off as long as I could um so I would I went through a period where I would um yeah just um start put off eating as long as I possibly could so I'd only eat every second day and I'd try and wait till dinner time to eat and then I'd binge but I could do that, you know, I could hold it off for long enough that I was, outwardly I was a normal weight. Um, you know, I didn't look, didn't, to look at me I probably looked normal. <clears throat> but to be like that, it took an immense amount of willpower to do that. Um, where I'd eat lots of raw vegetables, um, you know, eat, um, like I remember eating raw silver beet and things like that, just to hold off the eating basically and I became a vegan and I um, did that for a year I didn't eat any animal products for a year and at the end of that year I thought to myself you know I need to reward myself for not you know for, for being vegan for a year so I bought a packet of biscuits which were definitely not vegan and I started eating them and I couldn't stop and around that time, you know, really, um, I lost that, you know, so all of that, you know, um, being able to not eat for days on end and things like that just stopped. But the thing that really bothered me was my thinking was really 
you know, my thinking absolutely tortured me, you know, so the constant thinking about food and about my weight was um, was what made me try and get help. You know, I just I just was constantly thinking about it. And the other thing was um, I realised, you know, I could really... I started to become aware of it in a way I never had been before. So one day I was... Um, sitting in a library and I'd gone to the section that talked about eating disorders and I found a few books and I was sitting at a table you know reading these books but on my lap I had this huge pile of food that I was eating while I was reading and I suddenly realized what I was doing you know and it was quite a um you know it was a moment I just thought this is insane you know this is really insane and the other the other thing time I remember was that I um, was feeling worried or anxious or something I can't remember what it was about but I went down to I went down from university to to town and I went into a shop and I bought something and ate it and I ate it on the way to the next shop and then I bought something there and I ate it on the way to the next shop and then I bought something there and I ate it on the way to the next shop and I went around town like that, and all the time I was looking over my shoulder because I thought, well, if someone is following me, they'll see what I'm doing. Um, and in the end, I felt really sick because of all that I'd eaten. And I had this thought, and I just thought, oh, I'll just eat something healthy, and that will make me feel better. So I bought something which was probably not even healthy, but, you know, in my mind it was. And I was sitting there eating it, and I suddenly realised... I feel sick because I've eaten so much and my only thought is to eat more. And you know, I really realised how insane that was. Um, but anyway, you know, it did, it took me quite a while to start looking for help and I, I did find a group of people, you know, a fellowship and there were people there who weren't eating and um, it took me a little while to get there, you know, I kind of was, um, I, I remember meeting someone and she told me her story and she had um, been in mental hospitals and had a lot of um, psychiatric medication and she had very bad teeth and I thought, oh, she was probably bulimic and I didn't relate to that and so I thought, from being desperate the day that I rang her to, to when I met her, I, was, I just thought, oh no, I'm not that bad and I went away and I honestly thought, I just thought, I'm not going to try and be thin anymore. I'm not going to go on these huge long runs or, you know, do, do various things that I was doing. I'm just going to, you know, try and eat normally. And I um, was staying, I had a friend staying with me at that time and she, so we were eating, you know, breakfast and dinner together. And um, so I thought, well, I'll just eat what she eats. And so she would have breakfast, she would have her cereal for breakfast. And then I would, um, you know, eat with her. But as she would finish and go to work and I would have more cereal. And eventually I would get out of the house and then I would, you know, be um, on to the next thing. Sometime, you know, and it would be all through the day. And then at night I'd come back and we'd have dinner together and she'd have a plate full of food and I'd go into the kitchen and finish the rest off. So I knew I couldn't do it. And around that time I had, you know, I had made contact. 
and someone called me from out of the blue who I hadn't met. She'd got my number off the other member who I'd met. And I remember very clearly she was in Hamilton for work. And I was absolutely blown away that someone I'd never met would call me. And I, I felt really alone at that time because I lived in a flat with other people and none of them were like me. You know, they were just normal people. And um, I felt very alone with, you know, with what I was doing. So that made a big impression on me. And eventually when it got bad enough, I rang her back um, and went to meet her and she shared about her eating, which I don't really remember. But she also talked about being a people pleaser and I related to that and that's when I got tears in my eyes and I thought, well, there's more wrong with me than just my eating, which was, that was the first time I had had that thought. So I came to a meeting and I, um, I really knew I had found something, you know, there were just, there was just something in those, that room. And, um, and I have kept doing that, you know, coming to the same meetings and doing all of that. I kept doing it for a number of years and I stopped all the kind of, all the binging and the, the weird behaviour with food stopped. But I didn't stop um, the weird behaviour with exercise, which was a big part of my, um, yeah, it got worse after I started coming to a food fellowship. You know, it really became, um, quite, you know, in my mind I had to do exercise or I would be full of fear. And, you know, it was just, you know, things that I would do, you know, just walking for endless miles. Um, I remember one day I walked a huge long distance to this woman who was giving yoga classes in her house and I did yoga and it was really quite... Um, I don't know, like aggressive yoga. And then I walked back, all the way back, and um, and felt absolutely exhausted, but I thought, oh, well, that's great. And I would um, walk down to the bottom. So I, I was at university, and I think I used to come from... Wellington is very hilly, so I used to come from the top of the hill down to the university. And I could go in the back of my building at about the third floor, but I wouldn't. I would go walk all the way down the stairs to the basement level and then walk back up the stairs. And, um, yeah, and I, and I would feel if I was sick or for whatever reason I couldn't do that, I felt very uncomfortable. Um, and I didn't know that that was a problem, really. You know, I just, it was... I wasn't honest enough with myself to see that. And basically what happened was um, I went to the same place with the exercises I had with the food um, and it was actually worse. It was more um, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I just hit the absolute bottom of that I have ever experienced. Um, and... I was very baffled until I heard someone sharing and she talked about her own um, experience and I heard something in there 
I heard her willingness and her surrender for the first time and I really realised I didn't have those two things. And I didn't, I woke up in the middle of the night and I thought, I know what it is, it's the exercise. And so I was honest with someone about what I had been doing. And I thought, right, well that's it, I won't do it anymore, but I couldn't stop. So I would get a little thought in my head like, oh, I'll just do this, it'll be good for me. And I would go and do it, and then I'd be, oh, I've done it again, you know, there I go again. Um, and that was when, around that time, I have a very strong memory of getting down on my knees and asking higher power, which, you know, I call God, just for this one day sober off everything and not really believing that would happen. And uh, around the same time, I was, everything was a real mess, like just everything. And so I felt very sorry for myself one day and I rang someone and um, she said to me, what have you done today for another addictive eater? And I didn't, didn't have an answer to that. I think I might have said, oh, I've prayed, you know, I pray for people or something. And she said, well, that's good. But I did, I just started hanging on to those words, you know, and, and trying to do something every day. And I really thought that if I did, if I didn't, then I would eat. So, um, you know, any little bit of service I had to do, I was like, oh, that's good. That's something I can do. And it was a quite a change in attitude from how I had been. And the other thing that happened was that um, I became willing to do what my sponsor suggested in all areas of my life. You know, it was kind of like I'd previously I'd, you know, handed over the food and thought, you know, well, I need help with that. But actually everything else, I'm fine. But I realised I wasn't and I needed to change. And that was, um, that was painful. You know, it was quite, I was afraid to change. Um, and, and at the same time, I really didn't trust myself at all. So I really didn't know if I would be able to get well. And, and I, I had to go to extremes to stop the exercise because it was so insidious. You know, I had to really go to the absolute extreme of not doing anything for a couple, few years. Um, and, you know, it was, but that was just what I had to do. Um, and, you know, and through that, you know, I, I just believe God's removed the problem because, you know, I haven't, like today, um, you know, now in my life, um, I just don't have that fear of, you know, like thinking, oh, I haven't, like, I mean, I haven't barely stepped outside this weekend. It's been freezing cold. But I don't, I'm not afraid that I haven't done it. You know, I don't feel anxious that I haven't done exercise or um, I don't, you know, I don't obsess about what I'm going to do and how I'm going to lose weight and my size or, you know, um, and it's one thing that, we, you know, because I'm, I'm completely, I'm still completely powerless over all of this, you know, I, it's not me that is doing it. Um, but one thing that really helps me, if I ever get a thought or something like that, like every so often my head will try it on, like, um, why don't you get off the bus early and you could walk up those 
I don't even know how many steps it is. It's like hundreds of steps going up the hill from my pot to, you know, that's near my house. And every stuff in my head will go, you know, oh, you should do that. And I'll just, I'll just kind of go uh, to myself. I, I don't fight that thought because I'm, you know, I know I can't fight it. I'll just go, well, God's either removed the problem or he hasn't. And the thought will just go. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think I can win against this, but I do believe that, um, you know, I can be free of it for today. Um, and yeah, and it's, that is amazing to me, you know, I just can't really believe it. Um, I thought I would be someone who, you know, I was a, I was kind of in my early 20s when I first came and I thought that I would, I, I really used to think about when I was old and in an old people's home and I couldn't get the food and how would I cope and um, or if I had, ch- I knew if I had children I would just be eating all the time um, and I do have children now and um, you know and, and their food is safe from me you know I'm not eating the biscuits that they have baked today or um, you know and, and the other thing is I'm not sitting in this meeting thinking about what I'm going to eat when I get home I would be thinking about that I'd be sitting here thinking about that so that feels like freedom to me and I'm really grateful for that thank you